Hello and welcome to The Optional Podcast, episode number 174 for the week of August 5th, 2019. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment, recorded each week from New York City, and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. About the podcast. Ooh, it's been a, it's right uh, near the beach. <laughs> my favorite time of the weekend. Yeah, it is, it's a good time. Oh yeah. What's good, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, not a whole lot happened this week. You know, nothing, nothing real major nothing that you know, would endanger yeah. the lives of me and my colleagues. But you know, just just hanging out, having a good time. Um, what about you, man? What's good? Uh, I'm chilling, man. Like I, uh, I was actually just home and I was watching the uh, Hassan Minhaj. Yeah. No, Hassan Minhaj. Um, his uh, show Patriot Act. And they did a thing about uh, video games and labor, which was fucking cool. It was really good because like. It's it's like nothing that we don't know that we talk about video games all the time, and it's like part of our lives. But like a lot of people who, um, probably watch his show don't know too much about, you know, video games except for like the major titles, like a, like they'll recognize Call of Duty or Fortnite or, or GTA, like or GTA, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But they don't know what goes on behind making those games and like the labor behind it. But he kind of goes in depth and interviews a couple people from the industry, and it's. Pretty cool. It was Pretty cool. it was really great. Yeah, I, I was, was also like we, we were freaking out because we we knew about it for for like a, a little while because mm-hmm. our colleague Cecilia she's she's in it because yeah. her her piece on Riot was like you know it was extremely important and it really impacted the, you know what what took place after after that happened and like the discussion around unionization and all these other labor practices that are really horrible at these companies that you know like, that we know about but like you said it is really cool to see him put it on a platform and on a, on literally on a stage where like people might not know about it otherwise and it's it's funny too because like while i was watching that episode um i was like damn he's gonna he's gonna like bring on the wrath of all like the worst gamer gay yeah. people then i was like yeah but he also like pissed off saudi arabia so like, and india like and india yeah, yeah like, so legit, it's like, like he's got no fear bro it's no. like it's also just like he's just stating the facts you know and it's and it's presented in a comedic way that like really cuts through the bullshit i think humor is a really great mechanism to do that to do that you know and i love that like those that vein of like you know the daily show what, what john stewart started and like it leads to like uh um this week tonight yeah or uh patriot act or you know trevor noah's daily show and it's right. like it's weird that like people will rather get their news from that just because there is no kind of bullshit to it. Yeah, it's just giving you what it is, and letting you like just fucking see how absurd it is. One, right, and right. then like you know you can laugh at the 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 horribleness that is whatever they're talking about. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It, it, it's a great episode. He he breaks things down that I, there were some things I didn't even know about. Yeah. I was like, well, wow, that's interesting. I mean, for one, I knew how much games made, but then like seeing the graphic, first of all, the art, the art, the graphic oh, yeah. and the arts in that game, I mean, in that show rather are so good. Yeah. Also there, I think they're, um, they're made, um, or, or, or like in some part, I think they're, uh, created, uh, with input from uh, Yusuf Cole, the guy who we we've, oh, we've talked awesome. about a lot in the show, yeah. So it's really cool that like I think he also on Twitter said like yeah they finally did a video game episode. I've wanted them to do a video game episode for a while, so you could tell he had a lot of input in this one. Um, but yeah, like once again, shout out to Cecilia for like doing a really great segment on that on that thing. And they they kept coming back to the, like the little interview with like shedding more light on certain practices, especially at Riot and like all the awful shit that happened at Riot, and the fact that like their COO still works there and like. It's really, really good. I'm glad you brought it up because I think it's like definitely worth yeah, watching this week for I sure. Love that stuff, man. 
Uh, what else have you been getting oh, into? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was checking my notes real quick. Yeah, so the other thing I wanted to mention real quick was uh, you lent me uh, the, the X-Men comic that you talked about. I think it was last week, was yeah, it? it? was last week or the week before. Or the week before, <laughs> yeah. It, it was... Um, House of X. House of X, yeah. It's it's really good. I, you you kind of talked at length about what it was about, and I, I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting, like kind of right up my alley. And yeah, it's it really is. Like this this new take on the X-Men and like people you thought previously were villains and like pure bad evil people now you're like now we're digging into the gray areas of like oh they have a point like right. magneto has a point and like it's weird to see cyclops be like yeah fuck this we're not doing this anymore yeah. like it's really really cool yeah it, it, it is cool and I, I love when they revamp uh comics and just get you started like when they do these like six issue seven issue um runs for like the summertime always the best time to get into comics because they usually let everybody kind of be into it you don't really need to know too much about like what came before they'll, they'll dive into a little bit of that but they'll um they uh they actually just make it very easy for you to ingest it totally you know? yeah yeah and like like i wasn't lost the whole time <laughs> yeah yeah and then there's there's like these interstitial almost like watchman style things where they're like oh here's here's who's who and here's what happened right. which are pretty cool um yeah and i'm like i'm super into it to the point where i'm like damn i, I might actually get back into at least this series because like like we mentioned right off right before we started recording like i don't want to get into like comics full stop yeah. <laughs> i, I want to just kind of like maybe do one at a time i was even like uh contemplating reading them on my ipad or my phone or something that's a good choice too yeah because i mean like i said like i i moved and i like really you know sh- uh, stripped away from my comic collection because there were things in there that I was like I'm never gonna read this again I'd rather give them away to a kid who'd appreciate them or like or whatever but yeah so far I'm really really into it um the other thing I also wanted to mention really quickly was I saw Hobbs and Shaw over the weekend I saw it yesterday how was it uh it was good it was it was fine I was super excited for that movie and then I saw some uh, reviews and I was like eh. yeah it's it's um I'll probably still see it though I'll probably go on Wednesday or something yeah I would say like definitely have Man-ish, fun with it yeah, Manate or Tuesday <laughs> whatever you know when it's like cheap or whatever yeah, right. it's um yeah, you can tell that this was a, a rock, a Dwayne the Rock Johnson production. Yeah. Um, because it's like, you know, he's obviously like one of the leads in the movie and they, it's like loosely tied to the Fast and Furious franchise and, but they really dive off the deep end, like to the point where like a lot of it, you're just kind of like, oh, all right. Like if, <laughs> if, you, if you treat it as like a, a thing, a completely optional thing that, you don't really necessarily take too yeah. seriously in the canon of the fast of the, the glorious Fast and Furious franchise, because I mean even the last one they were like really bending. The, I mean, the, the and I'm I'm of, okay with that yeah. stuff because like I can handle Vin Diesel jumping off of a suspension bridge, catching Michelle Rodriguez landing on a car and being okay, but like when it gets to where they like outrunning a, a submarine. Pushing torpedoes, pushing with torpedoes with his feet and stuff like that. That's when I'm starting to be like, huh? Yeah. I'm still into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, all like right, the last one. Let's, let's pull back the throttle a little bit. Yeah, totally. Like, let's let's <laughs> ease up on the gas yeah, a little bit because that that's that's kind of been the like the, the the example you just cited, which I love from that movie when Vin Diesel like launches himself off the car, yeah, catches Michelle Rodriguez and then lands on the other car on the other side of the bridge. There, there's there's a part where like there's a line in there. Where they ask him, like, how'd you know that was going to happen? And he goes, I didn't. And you're like, oh, my yes. God, it's beautiful. Beautiful like, chef's he, kiss. He just wanted to die that, with her. Right, absolutely. That's that's how you can read it, right? But, like, so that's like, oh, yeah, that's, because, like, they, they get right to the edge, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it good. had to be ridiculous. This movie, as seen in the trailer, 
The Rock jumps out of a window of a giant skyscraper. And it's like, no one mentions the fact that he's like, you know, barehanded on a wire. Oh, yeah, no. No one mentions it. And then he also just slams onto them, like through glass, onto a car and gets up off the ground. That's when you're like, oh, okay, this is... And you know what? You know what made it a lot easier to watch this time around? I just finished Stardust Crusaders, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're <laughs> so like, like, this is anime. It's, yeah, <laughs> this is anime. And, and I think that's where like, why I love. What's up, Baka Boys? She, make their own rules. Shout out, shout out. Um, like this is why I love these movies, and I, I tr- try to keep myself like just having fun with them because uh, these are the modern day like anime. You know, these are like anime for. Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. American. Anime. American. American. American anime. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's fine. I would say check it out if you if you're ever bored. But it, I'm I'm a little worried. I'll I'll say the the, the you know this. At I'm the gonna very say least, right I'm now, worried. the Rock is not necessary for these movies. You've yeah. heard it here first, folks. Nah, I agree. He's just not necessary. He's he's, a, he's like a he's a it's a nice side dish. Yeah. Was the last one where they were fighting Vin Diesel when Vin Diesel was like the bad guy? Yeah. Fate that was the, the last furious. one? Yeah. Okay. So in that movie, there's one scene that's just so fucking funny when The Rock just runs away. Like, they're all like running away. And you just see him run so slow because he's so big and like <laughs> doofy. And it's just like, oh, you're so not necessary in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the whole dynamic was was cool. It was like, at first he was like, oh, he's the enemy. Right, he's chasing the our, yeah, our favorites. He's, pretty, he's a scary, he's a scary dude. dude yeah. And and he goes, he goes like in complete contrast to what they're about, like going fast and like hit him hard and like you know move out, get out. And he's like, no, I'm gonna Don't barrel through everything. Yeah, and that was cool at first. And you're like, oh, are they gonna team up now? That's ooh, what yeah. a twist. And now it's just like, all right, I think we we've, we've reached a maximum. Yeah, Dwayne the, the, Rock, the Rock Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm good. We have enough of I'm that. Good, man. Yeah, um, send him to the space. Yeah, they, and they said they're they're not opposed to doing that, which I'm like. I mean, that's the next logical leap. Yeah, for sure. And then, like the last thing I want to talk about is I pre-ordered a Switch Lite. Nice. Which one? Yellow. <sighs> yeah, the yellow one. Yeah. I, it, it like I saw on Twitter like, oh, the pre-orders alive, and I was like, oh, god damn it! So I went online and I had a Twitter like venting sesh. I forgot what the, that person's name is. I'm sorry, but um, they tweeted it because I was tweeting about how I was, I'm, I'm mad that I have to like basically choose now which one's going to be my primary switch because your secondary switch um you can only use it if it's connected to the internet which is like kind of goes incomplete yeah it kind of goes against what it is it's like it's a portable device but like i understand like why they would that would need to be the case because like you know you could just basically give someone a switch and give them all free games or whatever if that was the case but the way i the way i'm sort of like justifying this purchase is like because um, I said, oh, this is this one isn't for me because, you know, I actually like playing docked mode. I, I really enjoy playing on my couch with my pro controller or going to work and playing off the TV in our office. Um, but I'll just keep my first gen switch as like my capture switch for work right. and all that shit. And then the other one will just be like my everyday use because, you know, there are times where like it never sees a dock for a day or whatever. So sure. I'm like... Yeah, maybe I'll just make that one my regular switch. I'm I'm not looking forward to the day where I'm going to work and back from work with two switches in my backpack though, or my tote bag. Like that's not going to be fun. Yeah, word. That's the life I live, I guess. Man, I'm proud of you though. Thanks, you man. Did it. We knew this day was coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also just happy to have like that yellow switch on my shelf one day as like a because I, I still wish I had like I mean I might I might still go buy one one day. Who knows? But I I know I'm I like want to collect the Game Boy Pocket, and the GBA, the GBA SP. They're like, so attractive looking though. They're, they're like really cool little like man, like, you know, 
pieces you can put on a shelf and like just collect, you know. Um, but yeah, let's just jump right into uh, what we've been playing this week. Um, I can kick it off since two of ours are the same, so I'll, I'll go. I'll leave those two for last. But um, yeah, I mean, nothing's new here. I am. 55 plus maybe 55 closer to 60 hours into my first run of fire emblem i'm still like surprisingly enough like that's still only where i'm at just because i've been taking it really really slow um but i think i'm like kind of nearing the end of my first playthrough still loving it (laughs) i'm still loving it fuck (laughs) i'm walking right into that one uh it's real good i'm having a real good time with it i i 100 oh shameless plug me and gita did a a, a video that went up on friday yeah. a, a new episode of viewpoints is a show i do for for kotaku if you haven't checked it out check it out uh it's on our youtube it's good show thanks man youtube.com slash kotaku i'm gonna plug that in or kotaku.com slash videos i want to say um check it out it's really cool I'm, I'm trying this new format very akin to the one-up show style format just like handheld camera in the office something that's like really low lift easy for us to produce because that's the other thing too is like i'm mainly trying this format because it's a lot easier to produce and i can probably do it a lot a lot easier as opposed to like the studio three camera setup yeah. and all this stuff so um maybe one day we'll get back to that you know in the future but for now i'm kind of liking this more relaxed laid-back vibe um, but yeah, we talked about Fire Emblem and, and the series and how at one point it was in danger of, of being canceled like as a series. And it wasn't until Awakening came by that um, revived the the series and that was super successful and you know the rest is history. And it's really cool because like I talked about in the video how in this case for Three Houses, I'm definitely planning on playing at least three runs of this game, which is really not too common for me. Like, you yeah, know, I never... That's unheard of. Yeah, I never revisit a game. But when I'm done with it, like, I just like frisbee it off of a roof uh, metaphorically um and i never i never returned to it but in this case i'm like yeah i'm definitely gonna go back and see the other routes and see the other character stories and this and that but so far i'm really really into it uh, i mean if you've know if you know anything about fire Emblem three houses you know that it's an extremely um addictive and and really uh satisfying tactical role-playing game uh and it's great if you if you're into that kind of stuff or if you're if you've been curious about it check it out i highly recommend it uh the other game I played, actually, I played a little bit of it earlier in the week. I played like maybe a couple of hours worth. Um, shout out to Sam, um, who a uh, friend of the show, who uh, I played along with online on PS4. Because um, she told me, like, yeah, I also have. I was like, oh, word, let's play. I've been looking for someone to play with. So um, we played a, few, a couple levels. And it's pretty fun. It's, it's, it's Wolfenstein. It's very, like, you know, it's very standard uh, shooting galleries. The open, the, the levels themselves are, like, a lot more open, which I kind of appreciate. Like, they seem to have a lot more, like... Like, there was one part where uh, we had some trouble. So, first of all, like, we played the first maybe, like, level or two on the default difficulty. And I remember with the last one, I got to the very, very end. And you had to bump it down, right? Yeah, like, at the very last fight, I was like, this is absurd. That fight is brutal. I could not do it, what, man. Like, with the heavies and then, like, yeah. You're, like, on top of, like, that carrier or yeah, whatever. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it so, took me a bit of hours yeah and, and I, I noticed too they, they changed up the language in the difficulty menu so it's like for more casual players and then yeah, it was like, like scrub yeah, yeah it's like yeah. you bitch <laughs> come on man so in this one it was like it, i think it's more like for the casual gamer or whatever they still use the word gamer which is gross nice. uh they should put the little trademark symbol at the, at the end of it but um so yeah we bumped it down to casual and we and it was still challenging surprisingly enough but we were having like a much easier time to like not just a frustrating time of like us trying to prove something to each other because i was like yo i'm not i don't really give a shit about that but it's cool is like you get to choose different um you know abilities and you get to choose different um weapon upgrades along the way so there were times where i knew 
uh, Sam was like, oh, I'm going to get the heavy armor. I'm going to get the heavy uh, gun ability so I can pick up their heavy guns. So I was like, all right, cool. So I'll focus on this other thing that lets me do this. That's or cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and there was one level where we were like, you know, shooting them dang Nazis. And uh, we kept like getting chased by enemies. And we're like, oh, shit, got to run, got to run. And there was always kind of this way out. Like there's, a, um, there's like a documentary I think the Daniel Dwyer, uh, what's it called again? That that series, no clip, no clip. Yeah, he talks about Hitman. There was like oh, a really yeah, cool I watched Hitman. That the other day. It's really You're good, very good. And they talked about how there's like they call it like Swiss cheese design. So there's always a way, a to, way get to get out get of out. a room, yeah. which I thought was really cool. And this, I feel like this has a lot of that, where I was like jumping through windows, going through alleys, and there was a couple of dead ends here and there. But for the most part, there was always a way to like get the hell out if you needed to, um, and just draw them in, like funnel them in, which is pretty cool. But um, I definitely want to try to play some more. Um, at least this week. Uh, so Sam, if you're listening, <laughs> you listening? Let, let's let's beat this game. Let's uh, team up. Yeah, no, it's pretty good though. What what um, like I heard they like gamified a little bit of it. Like so, like uh, enemies have like health bars and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Is that weird? Um, not really. I I, I think I've, I guess might have I must have just gotten used to it. Like from games like Destiny or The Division, or whatever. Like it's just now a commonplace language. Mm-hmm. The same way every time you hit something, I don't know if it does it in this game, but. You know, like every time you hit something, you like you see numbers pop up and float like an apex or whatever. You're like, oh, that's weird. That used to yeah. be like a Borderlands thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, you kind of grow accustomed to it. What's cool though is now there's like this um, sort of like Ikaruga style um, weapon. Like, uh, what am I looking? What's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, oh my god, shooty, shooty shoots like bullets. Yeah. Um, so you have to have like a certain type of bullet. Yeah, yeah. So like certain enemies will have like an icon next to their name. Um, and I'm just an icon living. Um, I had to say it. No, but so certain enemies will have an Put icon. Jaden Smith and Fast and the Furious. Oh my god! And Will Smith. Eh. Come on. Nah. You don't want Will Smith in there? No. Will Smith is in the same category as The Rock to me. I love them both. Wow. I'm I'm like hurt right now. But I'm now. over it. Even I'm, though like I'm Will hurt. Smith is more like he's like. Yeah, I'm fucking hurt. He's like bro. family to me. Damn. That's Uncle Will. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he raised me. <sighs> He's going to disrespect Brandy Dio, Funk? Dio Will I'm, like that? Please. You want to disrespect D.T. Will like that, bro? I, you know me. I'm a big Will Smith fan, <laughs> but I, I don't need him doing things anymore. You know what? I'll, you I know just what? want to see him raising his kids. That's always fun. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I want. I don't want to see him in as, as many movies. I want to just see more YouTube videos. Yeah, just give me the YouTube star Will Smith. Did That's you see the, the 21st birthday video for, for Jaden? No. Yo, it's beautiful. It's good. It's like It's a really like... It's is a complete side topic, but yeah. welcome to the optional podcast. <laughs> um, it's like it's a really nice little letter, you know, like love letter to the, you know, like just the relationship that they have and stuff. It's really really cute. There's like home footage of him as a kid blowing yeah. out like birthday candles and stuff. Like they have raised some really incredible individuals. Oh yeah, it's amazing what like how, even how the much first love. kid. Yeah, awesome kid. Super dope Shout kid. Out to Trey. Hey, word. Just, the, just the two of us were written about him, so deal yeah. with that. I, that was a smanger too. So. Smanger. Yeah. One hundred and one um, Dalmatians in my CD ROM. <laughs> I don't know how to use that. He didn't know how to use the CD ROM. He didn't know how, that was some real shit, man. That's what he was dealing with at that point in his life. Imagine Will Smith not knowing how to use a CD ROM. Matt. Yeah. Imagine seeing. <laughs> Will Smith in front of a computer looking at it like 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 befuddled conf- like, yeah befuddled bro that's the word I was looking for just looking at the disc tray like what what putting know. it in upside down like the kids like I really want to watch 101 down he's like I gotta install this what does that mean I gotta what oh my he's looking oh, at the man. manual 
so good. <laughs> the CD book. That's how you like. You got to put it in context to that because like Will Smith is old. He's it old, just man. doesn't look old. Well, he's, the, he's old. How do you feel about the Gemini Man? Uh, I haven't seen. Is it out? No, no, no. Oh, I, I kind of want to see it just because yeah. like I want to see like the technology and shit because it looks weird. It's, it's like on that weird uncanny it's valley like a tech demo. Yeah, that like cats looks like, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh God, I don't know what this is, but I want to see it so bad. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's I'm, creepy. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm a little horny. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, <laughs> for for Gemini Man, the trailer came on yesterday too. And the more I see it, the more I'm like, this is just a two hour. It's going to be a two hour tech demo. Yeah. But I'm in. Yeah. But it's also like washed people involved. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset a lot of film bros right, right I now. I already said some shit. So. But it's it's Will Smith. I mean, let's be honest. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, let's do it. You know. You know he's, 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 he's successful. He's got everything he's needed. He's a little washed though, right? He hasn't had a hit. He hasn't had a hit, bro. In a long time. What's the last, like, great Will Smith movie? <sighs> I Robot. And that Maybe. was, and that was like, mm, that I was, think that was coming right. back around to it, people were like, "This is kind of fire." Yeah, but I think like off the bat, it was not. And I had high hopes for Bright. Bright. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's not but, as bad as people say. Exactly. It's not as bad as people say, but I don't think I loved it. Yeah. Same. You know what I'm saying? It had so much potential. Yeah. When the, like the elf cholos or whatever came out, the, whatever the fuck they it's were. It's also like trying to sell me like selling Will Smith as a racist is just not as a bigot, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah, true. So, what were you saying about uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? Washed, washed. Oh yeah, because it has Jerry Bruckheimer right. producing it. It's got uh, the dude who directed the the Good Hulk. That was like kind of slept on. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Ang Lee. Ang Lee, yeah. So you're like, oh okay, I get it. It's like they're just they're just bored. <laughs> they're like, yo, let's, we, let's yo, get Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar Spice, everything nice, make some good movies. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, they're just bored. <laughs> they're like, what do you want to do? You want to do something this weekend? You want to make you want to make Gemini Man? Like, All right, let's, let's do cool. That. Call yeah, let's Will Smith it. up. <laughs> What's he doing? He's in his favorites. Like. Uh, <laughs> they're just like on Discord together. Um, what was I talking about? Jaden Smith. Uh, we were talking about Wolfenstein. I don't know what how we got here. Fuck? I'm what sorry. Was I, 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 I derailed this podcast. What like the hell normal. Was I talking about? I don't know, but Wolfenstein's good. Yeah, it has different ammo. That, was I talking about that? Different ammo. Yes, the Ikaruga style. Yeah, so there'll be like this dash symbol next to a, a, a certain type of ammo that you know they'll be susceptible Icon. to. Icon. Icon. Icon living. Okay. Wow, right. Jesus. And then the other one will have this like square box ammo that you know, like, all right, I should use this ammo on them. You can okay, still use exactly. the other ammo; it just won't be as effective. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's like it's not it's not like blowing my socks off by any means. It's like it's a pretty standard on rails shooter. It has like a very similar thing to um, Wolfenstein Two, which is like has a hub where you go back to and you accept missions. You go out there. Me and Sam made the mistake of like going on a couple of missions that were way above our level and we just got smacked <laughs> and we were like we're not supposed to be here yet like these nazis are way too powerful um it, how's the characters they're pretty good they're, they're actually those that's probably like the most fun part so far is seeing them play against each other and then also like the i guess i'm assuming the daughter of the the like the what's her name grace from from wolfenstein 2 yeah who, who weirdly enough is now the fucking director of the fbi cool what a weird ass decision to make like the one like you know Black Panther person from part two be like yo yeah. you wanna you wanna roll at the FBI anyway sorry sorry FBI list, uh, agent who's listening to this yeah he's uh, outside podcast. his van yeah he, he, knows, his fucking, he knows where uh, we are. Rebel Scooter he's gonna like, leave us a one star review at the end of this episode but um conspiracy theory Rebel Scooters are part of the FBI's plan to dismantle the black family <clears throat> 
Whoa. Wow. Damn. I forgot to put on my tinfoil. Yeah, yeah. You forgot to give the warning, bro. <laughs> uh, and then besides that... Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I just wanted to say that so bad. No, no, no. I've been wanting to say those words in that order for so long now. You have... Here's your platform, bro. <laughs> this is... You're talking to your audience. Um, yeah, no. So then... And then the other game that we've, we've both been playing... or There's two games that we both yeah. played this week. One... Which one do you want to start off with? Let's start off with uh, Gunpla. Okay, so th- this one is Gundam. What is it? Gundam Battle Gunpla Warfare. Warfare. Um, the, the game that you called, and I think you developed yeah, on I, your own. You know, it's a little side project I'm yeah, doing. Just Pro little, bono. <laughs> right, right. Saying, just some, some microtransactions here and there. Yeah, but it's a mobile game. It's kind of like this the new gotcha game um, with Gundams in mind. So basically, it's like Gunpla is where you basically, take, like in real life, you take models and you like kit bash and you. you uh, take models uh, pieces from one set and you put them on another or you make your own pieces and you p- make a new gundam side. i didn't know that was a thing big thing that's cool it's a big model thing i remember you used to do a little bit of gundam stuff you were kind of into it i still a have bit, a right? half complete gundam somewhere in a box <laughs> actually yeah uh, you should somewhere. look it up man like it's yeah. some people do some really cool shit if you ever i know you don't have a lot of time but it's it's interesting as hell. It was nice. I mean, we talked a little off the air about taking well a little preview for feeling it this week, but yeah. taking time for yourself and stuff. And like, it was a nice exercise. And it was like it was basically like a, a nerdy ass version of like a bonsai tree, <laughs> like it just really like clipping is. the fucking branches it and shit. Really, that's a yeah, good yeah. Uh, analogy. But um, yeah, so basically, it's a, a gunpla game where you you bash together kits and you make uh, your own custom Gundam. And it gives you like different stats, like um, fire rate, um, ammo, and speed, and flight ability, and melee ability. And then yeah. you fight other Gundams, anime style. Yeah. And you just do that, and it's fairly fairly simple. You like tap to attack. The controls are really good. It's really good, one handed. You asked yeah, for that. That's my thing. That's my. <laughs> I was just, I was gonna say it passes the Paul to my. Test, it really does. Which is like, can I play it? Whole, well, not. It, Almost, Some, it almost yeah, does. somewhat. Half fifty percent, it gets done, because um, yeah, I can play with one hand, and you like, yeah, you, like you said, you like can move your finger around the screen to like move left and right, up, forward, back. You can double tap to like dash or whatever, yeah. or double swipe, and um, and there's even like auto, there's auto lock just, and auto yeah, all fire, and yeah, it's it's a decent little game. I mean, it's fun to just see what kind of weird Gundams you can make. Yeah. And I've been making some weird ass Gundams. <laughs> My first one, right, I mean, I only did the tutorial and then okay. like I, I stopped right there. It, it was also the only way I could get through the debates this week. I was like playing the fucking Gundam shit on my couch. Yeah. It was like, that was a nightmare. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool because after the thing, I like went into like the bonus thing where you can like get, you know, like you're like check-in, your daily check-in bonus, all the stupid gotcha shit that gets you hooked. And, um, yeah, it was like, I just made like a Gundam wing, <laughs> Gundam, like the Gundam wing yeah. Gundam. Um, Which is classic. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, it's, it's cool. I feel like it's, it's got potential. I just, it, it just doesn't. It's a, there's a lot going on in it. So much There's, there's on. like a lot of like stuff you have to pay attention to. A lot of like symbol, not symbols, um, like abbreviations for things that I don't know what they mean after they say them. Cause I don't want to watch a whole like anime dialogue situation. Yeah, and I'm just not that person to read through all that, so I skip everything. It's I'm a like, visual novel. I'll yeah. figure it out, <laughs> and then you don't figure it out. So you can like do like an auto build kind of situation where it'll build like the yeah. strongest quote unquote um, Gundam with the parts that you have, um, which is kind of cool. So it'll just build like a power build, like so you can kill enemies, right? 
that doesn't mean that's the best option because you might like, not like the gun or the sword or, or like it just might not be the best defense for yeah. you yeah um, which like in the later game like if you get through like the main story like it gets tough like you get destroyed <laughs> wow and you can make um like a team of gundams so you can make like three different gundams and you can switch them out and they will join you Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then you can have uh, a teammate as well, like one of the anime characters that you come across in the story, help you out as well, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Um, and then you can also share your card out with friends and share your code and stuff. It's a little gotcha game. You know, they want you to spend some money, and they have all these different types of currencies, and, you know, it's par for the course. But Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun to see, like, a Gundam game that I called and produced. Yeah, man. I'm, I I'm happy for the you, shit out of this. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> I cut Camus check, for real. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much more of it I'm going to play, it's, to be honest. It's cool to just have on your phone. Yeah, because like, like I always say, the only time I want to play a mobile game is when I'm on the train and I lose connection and it kicks you off and I'm like, well, yeah. never playing that game again. But it's a cool idea. I like it. Yeah, that's why you got to get Wordscapes, play that shit everywhere. Or Fire Emblem. Yeah, but then you can't hold that shit with one hand. <sighs> You gotta have a seat with fire emblem. I was so mad the other day on the way home. I like got a seat and I put my headphones in. Enter old lady. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get up. I was like, "God damn it!" Here you go, man. That always happens when I'm like uh, so tired. I'm like, or a little kid a gets on the train. No, I don't give it up. You don't give it up for little children. Hell no, they got their whole life to fucking. No, I sit. give it up for little kids. I feel bad for little kids. Nope. No, I feel bad. Little bastards. No. <laughs> I you feel have bad. fresh legs. What do you mean? No, but they have to walk like four times as much. Oh, please. The little parents, tiny legs. Parents can pick them up. It's fine. It's not my job. No, I shouldn't I, have had a kid. I give my pregnant like people, little... old people, and uh, injured people. Injured people. Yeah. Like yeah. if my dude's got like a foot brace on. Like, yeah. Maybe. Go ahead, bro. Depends on what stop you're getting. But I, if I could read your stop, then no. Like if he's staying by the door. If I'm like, uh, he's about to get off at Morgan. Nah. Yeah, how tight do you get though? When it's like, it's like an open train, right? All the seats are filled though, and then like the one old lady comes and she comes right next to you. Oh, because she spots you. She knows that you have manners. Yeah, she can spot the like the the your sensibility. Your kind face. Yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, he's been raised right. <laughs> right. He's I can got just manners. tell by the way he's sitting with he's his knees spreading. straight. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. reading a book. He's reading a book. Yeah. This is all problematic talk, Damn. but. <laughs> Yo, for real, man. No, but they they spot you. They, they they know what they're doing. It's a racket, bro. These old people don't just live this long without Picking knowing the mark. Yeah, it's yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Knowing the mark. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is busted right here. Yeah, yeah get this. Let fool. me stand in front of you with all my groceries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me make them feel guilty as hell. Like, come on, man. But you but you, you look around and you look at the other people and like they know it's like you're the closest one, bro. That's on you. Or yeah. the other thing happens where like they go to someone else and no one stands up. And then you're like, what the? You're f-? like, bro, it's an old lady. Yeah, it's man. an old lady. Let her sit. Let her. S- or she's pregnant, bro. Sit. Get the fuck up. Yeah, I always give it up. So you know, yeah. for the old people, because you know they paved the way for us and shit. Word. But uh, uh so Black <laughs> Desert Online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all right. So you were, you started downloading this game last time after we recorded. Yeah, you were just hanging out. Yeah, we just got some food and shit, and you were just like, oh, Black Desert Online. I was like, that's on Game Pass. So I like went home and I downloaded it and I started playing it that night. And it's an interesting game. I liked it. Me too. And then I found Past out that there's no cross play, uh, crossplay, so cross I, I deleted it. But it's cool because, like, because you know, to be fair, I told you, like, yo, you should get it. It's on Xbox. Well, I mean, it made sense. I thought, uh, yeah, like <laughs> you thought, you thought. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense that the, you think it would be crossplay because they present it that way. Right. Um, 
So I like I made a character. I made a um a sorceress. Okay. And it's cool. It's like a melee um, magic user with like a couple of ranged abilities. It's yeah. like a little nice middle ground. Um, so you get in, get out, that type of character. Um, and it was it was dope. Like, uh, it, it's pretty difficult on um controller controller just because there's so much going on but they do make it accessible like they make okay. it so it's not overwhelming like the skill trees and stuff there's just a lot of like combination button presses okay uh, which is kind of cool but yeah. um the game is pretty simple from what i've played like i haven't really played too many mmos which we talked about like a couple weeks ago but um this seems like it's pretty accessible it that, seems a little yeah. grindy but yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's pretty accessible that's what made me like Okay, this might I might fuck with this, especially if like oh it has cross platform. Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, nope, it doesn't. But um, yeah, I I was like I'm so I'm playing it on PC and um, it has like so the other thing I didn't realize too I believe uh, correct me if I'm wrong internet and uh, please please feel free to do that in the Discord but I don't think the Xbox or the upcoming PS4 one has all of the like Classic. content that yeah. it's, that it's gotten the past couple of years. It doesn't. So like I didn't know that. So I got like the the one that has everything in it. And, um, but I don't know if I've even like scratched that yet, but I, um, I played uh, a Dark Knight character. I think you have like four different <clears throat> new classes mm. and a bunch of other content, but I don't think you can even get to it yet. Oh yeah. Like, so that's probably what yet. happens. Yeah. And, and I've, I've like read online, like criticism about the game itself, about how like, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's pretty simple, straightforward and like, it's not too challenging for like people who are familiar with MMOs. And I was like, that sounds perfect for me. <laughs> exactly. Cause I, was, like, Cause I don't, I'm not familiar with MMOs. The only experience I have is like the month I played Final Fantasy fourteen and I had a good time, and then it was like your your like trials up, and I was like, well, I'm not paying for this shit. Like, no, I'm not yeah. paying a subscription for one more thing, um, even though I have like <laughs> two anime service subscriptions. But this is like a subscription where you have to like invest in. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, even if I like if I pay like five bucks a month for Criterion or nine bucks a month, if I watch like two movies or whatever, it feels like worth it. In this case, it's like you got to dive into i gotta shit. get to level 50 <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not worth it yeah. so for me this was like oh this was a no-brainer like I, I don't think it has a subscription and it's like um i'm sure it has a ton of microtransactions oh, it does. and stuff yeah yeah it's money like it's apparently it's like really heavily money-based oh yeah, yeah yeah um so you have to either like grind out to get money or you have to pay for it. so that's one of the reasons why i heard it's not cross-play because i think the currencies will all get fucked up or whatever but um I liked I liked the it's a simple ass structure from what I played so far of like yeah grind do these simple side missions do this other thing retrieve this thing for that person save them from this whatever but the combat was surprisingly like pretty fun like it was really active it felt like almost like a Kingdom Hearts or I didn't play Final Fantasy 15 or whatever but it felt like really active combat where I felt like I was moving around running and like slashing through people jumping up like smashing down like it felt a lot more fun to play than other MMOs I've played in the past yeah you felt like um well from what I felt it felt like it was, I was more in control yeah like every button press was an action not just like this auto spam where it's like you know, yeah, I, I can yeah. dodge and all this stuff and right. it was, it was kind of cool yeah I mean I like it I don't I don't knowing now that it's not cross-platform makes me not want to invest any more time into it because i'm like but i but I, well, that's the thing i was i was having fun with it so i don't know it's still i think up, maybe still I'll, I'll pick it up when it comes to um ps4 ps4 maybe depending on what their like pay model is because mm. like xbox was nice because it was on game pass you know but, but if it comes to ps4 and they're like oh you gotta spend some bread on it then i probably won't oh yeah i see what you, you mean. Know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I might stick with it. I might not. But so far, uh, it was pretty impressive. I, I did I did kind of like it. 
All right, cool. So let's just jump into the news for this week. Lots to talk about, so we'll try to do our best to get through it all in a relatively quick manner. Um, first story is one I wanted to talk about because this one is pretty egregious. Uh, well, close to home, man. Super close to home. Yeah, a little, a little too close. Thankfully, uh, um, not that close. But yeah, this is taken from Kotaku. E3 Expo leaks the personal information of over 2,000 journalists. So um, basically a spreadsheet containing the contact information and personal addresses of over 2,000 games journalists, editors, and other content creators was recently found to have been published and publicly accessible on the website of the E3 Expo. So I've like highlighted a couple of like things that have happened here, but essentially, um, while many of the individuals listed in the documents provided their work addresses and many phone numbers uh, when they registered for E3, many others, especially freelance content creators, seem to have used their home address and personal cell phone numbers which have now been publicized. This, leaks make, this leak makes it possible for bad actors to misuse the information to harass journalists. Two people who say their private information appeared in the leak have informed Kotaku that they have already received crank phone calls since the list was publicized. So basically what happened was uh, it was first publicized in a YouTube video uh, by, the, by this person, uh, Sophia Norowitz, um, who uh, you know already has a really questionable track record IMO, uh, posted to her personal channel on Friday night. In the video, Narwis described how the file could be accessed, um, like literally showing how it was possible to access the thing. Um, but uh, the, but at that point, the the E3, well, like the website, they had removed the link to the to the thing to like the actual document. But there was still a way to access the the cached document if you had like an archive uh, link of like I forget like the Google Archive or whatever. Um, but one reporter who asked to remain anonymous told Kotaku that he had been one of the people Narwitz contacted before publishing her YouTube video. That reporter says that Narwitz told him she had first learned of the document's existence because someone had emailed her anonymously to say that they had discovered it and downloaded the information. After receiving this email, Narwitz purportedly then confirmed the file's existence herself. The reporter who says Narwitz contacted him told Kotaku that he had cautioned Narwitz against publicizing any information about this spreadsheet until after it had been removed by the ESA. The reporter, that reporter, then contacted an ESA representative himself. After that, the direct link to the file was removed by the website. Unfortunately, like I said, the file itself was accessible to anyone who knew the link or could find the, uh, the the Google cached version of the page. So, I mean, th- th- if you go to the Kotaku article, it has everything, like all the sequence of events listed in a really, really, you know, easy way to read what happened. But basically, um, the video was published before um, there was like, you know, an exact way to, you know, know for sure that the document would not be accessible. Yeah. And of course, um, you know, whether that was intentional or not, um, we'll give the we'll grant the benefit of the doubt here. Um it was still reported on even after the fact that the, the document was still accessible. The video remained online, curiously enough. Um, wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> she, she said, uh, I think she contacted uh, Kotaku and well, we, they contacted her and she responded and she said, before I even considered making a video, I went through steps to confirm it wasn't available. I had an internet archive search that revealed nothing and the page had been 404 Obviously, it was still cached elsewhere, and that I, this I wasn't aware of until the video had already spread. Norris went on to note that she did not consider removing the video, but chose not to. Quote: The reason I unfortunately didn't is because of my belief that the, this file was about to leak in the coming week. 
uh, it really was only a matter of time until it found its way to whatever websites would play host to it. And so being my video was warning people, I ultimately decided it wasn't, it was best to leave it up. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, take with, take it, you know, from it what you will. But I guess the, there's so many fucked up things happening here. One, the ESA completely not responsibly managing people's private information and personal information responsibly and allowing something like this to happen in the first place is completely like irresponsible and, um, I don't know what the steps moving forward is. Thankfully, I would also say that like our information, my personal information was not on there, even though I had attended this year, uh, mainly because I think we registered in a different way, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like the idea that that happened is horrifying. I can't imagine like waking up to the news or even waking up to phone calls, text messages, emails. Uh, we've, we've been hearing about things that are like pretty horrifying and things that I would never want to have to deal with. But like, it puts a lot of things into perspective. And one of those things also being like the way, in my opinion, this was completely mishandled by the person who posted the, the YouTube video about the, the document and leaving it online, even after, you know, letting it sort of build traction. And, um, it's just a, it's just a clusterfuck, man. It's horrible. It's, yeah, it's so horrible, fucking man. horrible, especially after like the events that happened this week too, this weekend in particular, um, yeah, it makes you really because like yeah, scared. anybody can do whatever they fucking want with that information. It's just it's just real scary. But uh, hopefully they uh, you know sue the right people, the people who are leaked. You know, hopefully they get their information changed yeah. and move out of their situations fast enough because you never know, man. Such a pain in the ass. It like, sucks. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it also puts into question for me the future of E3 and, and anybody ever wanting to give any information to the ESA. I know for a fact I don't, want to, I don't ever want to have to do that again. Nope. Um, it also brings into question how they've handled information like this in the past or previous years where, like, we registered with our own addresses. Um, thankfully, since then, I've moved. But um, still, like, you know, imagine them getting... Like, it's, it's a pain in the ass having to change your phone number. Can you imagine having, like having a house with a mortgage and then having this happen like or i don't know like in my case having thankfully my i don't think my home address was on there but but like rent and shit it's like (sighs) middle of your lease and so many factors all that stuff yeah and you don't and you just don't straight up want your information out there in the hands of people that are they know where you work and yeah yeah you have any side yeah man you know it's already pretty easy to get people's information. Imagine, like, just giving it to them and stuff Yeah, like, like willingly. And especially for people who are, like, at this, at this moment, like, you know, like, there's a lot of reporters reporting on stuff. They're just giving you the information and people are upset about that. Like, having that vitriol and, like, you know, anger and stuff towards them. Yeah, I, I went on a little Twitter rant about it yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, I don't know. Just, like putting into new perspective into new light those sort of seemingly harmless quote-unquote uh you know targeted harassment campaigns by people that uh just kind of behave irresponsibly and without remorse with their actions uh some public gaming figures the way they just sort of retweet people and like sick their dogs onto them like yeah that shit hits a little differently now that people's personal information is out there and it's not as funny anymore knowing that like it could be in the hands of people, even if they're just kind of like, uh, they don't intend to 
do anything with that information, but they still play with it. Like they still want to like cause terror and fear for people. And they think that's funny. Like Mm -hmm. it's just a horrible situation all around. I really feel for everyone who's been impacted by it. Like, I really hope y'all can, you know, get everything sorted out and figured out. Um, ESA needs to really be held accountable for this. Um, they really do. And I think if you are uh, a budding reporter out there and you find information like this in the future, please do your due diligence and uh, be extremely responsible with how you handle that sort of information and that access to that information because that's part of your, you know, that's part of your fucking like civic duty not to just put shit out there on blast for, and then leave it up there, you know, for people to get have access to and, you know, potentially endanger the lives of, of people that weren't asking for it. It's just, I don't know. There's so many messed up things happening in this story that it's like, it's kind of scary. Very scary. But in other better news. Yeah, great news. um, So this past weekend, Evo uh, happened, or is is it still happening? I think today's still happening. As we're recording, we only have uh, Street Fighter left, top eight. Oh, Smash already happened? Smash, I'm pretty sure. Actually, that usually goes pretty late. Yeah, right. Um, But I'm pretty sure it's wrapping up Street Fighter right now. Nice. And uh, maybe Smash. This was such a sweet... It's been a good... Yeah, it's been good. So many good upsets. Yeah, you've been following it way closer than I have. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I love Evo. Um, but yeah, so this one was a really nice heartwarming story, especially on the heels of what happened on Friday night but and into Friday morning. But um, yeah, so uh, the DBFZ, the Dragon Ball Fighters uh, final was on... What was it, on Saturday or, or Friday? Or, or it was, I think it was on Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, yesterday. And it was between Sonic Fox and, and Goichi. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it was really cool because, you know, it, Sonic Fox was in there trying to defend his title that he'd won the previous year. And uh, and they have, like, a really fun, friendly rivalry. rivalry. Yeah. yeah, They've yeah. been going at it for a long time. And yeah. just, like, also, like, last year, Sonic Fox pulled the bullshit move where he, like, made them switch. I love that. Switch controls. I love that. Again, like, yo, there's, if it's in the rules. Love it. Use your tools. That's right. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what they say in That's the fighting game. Say. Like, there is no such thing as cheesiness. And, like, it was such a mindfuck. And it just threw Goichi off just enough where, you know, Sonic could take the take the um, the reins. Yeah. And, I don't know, this, this was just a great upset yeah so good i love seeing these two play because they're so good like, yeah they're just too good yeah i also saw a lot of commentary around the fact that like it's fun seeing them play against each other because they they're like testing the limits of one another and it's fun to see the same way you see like serena play with anybody who's like really testing her right you're like oh that's cool like seeing these two competitive athletes like go toe to toe it's like really really fun and you can tell they also have a lot of um, mutual respect for each other. Oh, and, for you know, sure, for so. sure. Yeah, like even like so when Goichi won, like he started, he burst into tears, and it was like a really sweet moment of Sonic Fox like hugging him and like embracing him, and they even stood up and he like held up his arm and like there is like a really nice. I don't uh, know how you can't now like this. like this is the best parts of like fighting game stuff. Like there's a lot of cringe and unlike a lot of other stuff that they do right, right. in the fighting game uh, community, but. Like this stuff, like the top, the, the top tier stuff is just so good, man. So good, so good, and like good on Sonic Fox, like being such a great sport. Like you know, he look, he, he's the goat. Like he's the you go- know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he competed in two finals in one day. It's funny because like he, well, I guess we'll go into the next story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like he lost to this, and then he walks over to the next stage, and, and he just <laughs> bodies it. Yeah, he, then he wins Mortal Kombat Eleven. <laughs> And, and like my favorite thing too is on Twitter he was like I'm the second best DVFC fighter in the world I'm gay and I'm the second best DVFC fighter in the world it's like you know whatever and then 
like moments later he's like I'm gay and I'm the best Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> player in the world like it's so fucking cool I love to see this kid win and like yeah. he's a kid he's a grown man at this point but like but seeing seeing the love and like the respect like after the after these like you know crushing defeats or because or, at this point for him it's like man he's already won he's already proved yeah, he's, himself he's won everything that you can win he doesn't need to like really go that like not that he doesn't need to go that hard but like he's gotten he's gotten to that stage before he knows what he knows he knows what like winning feels like and at this point it's like he he and he knows he'll be back too. Like this is just a thing. Like damn, you got even, it. This even year. the commentators for like well, I was watching the final for. Um, I didn't see the DBC final live. Um, I saw it like pretty much right after it happened. But uh, the uh, Mortal Kombat final, I watched that live, and <laughs> the, even the commentators were like, even if he like were to like take ten years off, if he came back, everybody'd be like, he's probably gonna win. <laughs> like that's just like who yeah. he is. Like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. too good at what he does like when he gets his mindset on a on a fighting game like it's pretty cool like he like a couple months ago it showed like him and punk teaching each other how to play the mutual games so like punk was teaching him how to play street fighter and he was like whooping his ass and then like he was getting his ass whooped in mortal Kombat. but it was just like (laughs) that's cool so cool also like just recently um punk and uh problem x got knocked out of the competition they didn't even put that shit on stream they were fighting against each other yeah, that's crazy. Bullshit. Maybe next year you should actually take a trip to Evo. Would you ever go? No. You would never go? Nah. You just like watching everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't need to be in that room. I'm good. Fair enough. Fair I mean, enough. it would be cool to see like the, 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 the athletes and the, the commentators and stuff. That's what I really like. The commentators oh, are great. One story I forgot to throw in here before we get to our yeah. last story. Um, did you see the Ninja announcement? He's moving over to Mixer. Yeah, I did see that. What, what does that mean for uh, Twitch? Um, I mean, I'm sure they'll still be fine. But, like, it's basically... What it means, essentially, is that, like, Microsoft paid his ass to go stream exclusively on Mixer. Mixer yeah. Which is, like, clearly the... the, the in, not the inferior, but the less popular uh, streaming platform. Um, which is interesting, because... Yeah, you, you, they you, had, like, a side booth on fucking... Yeah, yeah. On the show floor at E3. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's interesting that now we're getting to a place where, like, we're we're treating these things as, like almost like the way we treat free agency in the oh, NBA yeah. where it's like, Oh shit, he's moving to mixer, bro. That's crazy. Um, taking his talents down the South beach. <laughs> yeah. What, what I didn't, uh, I'm going to, um, really quickly say what I didn't love about that. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, like the announcement of it, like the video no. for it, but it's like this video where he's doing like, it's mad corny. It's, it, it, it kind of like plays out. Like it feels like it was written by like a bro, like a corny bro mm-hmm. from like the early two thousands or something. He goes on a press conference stage. They are core nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the PewDiePie one. That's, that's, that's PewDiePie. when PewDiePie oh, yeah, announces his shit. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm hardcore. <laughs> um, no, nah, so he gets on stage and he's like fielding questions from journalists that are himself dressed up in these disguises. Yeah. And one of them is like an old man. He has like a you know a bald cap on. He has like a really cheesy like old voice yeah. on. Uh, another one is him like dressed up as a guy with a mustache another one is he takes a question from a Red Bull fridge and it's like that's supposed to be funny yeah um, and the joke being like oh wow we don't we didn't hear the Red Bull like it's it's just like far like just farce right yeah and then the there's one of him dressed up in like drag basically where he's okay. dressed up as a woman and he's got like stubble you can you can clearly tell it's ninja and he's got a fro like a fro wig on he's like clearly like you know hamming it up and at the end of the thing, so that's already bad enough, right? Because right, you're like, like uh, that's that's the joke, okay. that's that's the funny thing, like that's it's not like that just funny. You as a woman, 
Yeah, like, wow, that's not really that's that great. great. Also problematic. And then uh, at the end of it, he, like, he, like, he kind of, like, moves his head back. The wig falls off and he, in a very, like, high-pitched voice. He's like, oh, no. Like, you know, like, that's the joke again. This, like, leftover joke from, like, the 90s. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's on some... Oh, man. Yeah, so it's, like... Yeah, it's, like, that's tasteless. It's super on, tasteless. It's, like, super insensitive, super tasteless. And I know... That's I know... Like, that's an old trope. It's super old. It's like it's like the shit you see like on Mad TV. Or yeah, absolutely. Shit, where you're like, oh, that was a sign of the times. Yeah. Like that was when it was funny to make fun of like you know, the LGBTQ people right, or whatever. And you sure. and you kind of were like, oh, what, like you look back on it now and you're like, damn, I feel bad about laughing at that. But like, you know, yeah, people different. who like to dress in women's clothes, like making fun of them. Right, right, what? right. Yeah. So like, and I know the 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 reflex the reflexive reaction for for especially because I've been reading those reactions have been like, oh, you guys are just making a big deal out of nothing, and you guys are like, you guys are outraged over nothing. It's not that you're outraged. It's just it's like, come on, that shit is corny. It's corny. <laughs> it's like, it's so corny. And like, and all we're saying is do better. Yeah. Just do better. Like, y'all gonna because defend super corny fucking jokes like that. It's like, yeah, you're just, you're just shooting. They obviously didn't have enough writers for that thing. Because it didn't sound funny at all. Yeah, I think he fucking wrote that shit. Because, like, he... I mean, when he has good material, he, he even... He did pretty good at the ward show where he was, like, hosting or something like that, right? Then oh, he had to, like, present that. something, like, a year ago or something. Like, this year or sometime. Hmm. And he did a pretty good job. Like, he can, right. re- he can read the jokes fine. Sure, sure, if sure. If he has better jokes. Like, give him good jokes. Like, <laughs> But it also makes me question, like, who... The, like, there were so many people literally in that room, but yeah. also, like, in the room making it. Like, no... All y'all thought this was okay? Well, that, and that's another thing. It's like, I think they might be, somebody might, might not have his best interests in mind. Because how could they let this go by his manager? The people who are giving him all this money for Mixer, Mixer themselves. <laughs> like, the people who are producing this thing. The writers. Like, all, it had to go through everybody. Yeah. And then they had to edit it, show a bunch of people. So some people didn't pay attention to the final <laughs> cut or even see the final <laughs> they cut. They probably didn't. Or they thought like, oh, this is harmless. It's this harmless, is fun. Right? This yeah. is like almost. It almost felt like an all that sketch. Like it. It felt yeah. very like. Oh, no. Like for so that's the problem for me is like, his his reach his like that's the problem with I mean that's the problem I have with most of these people that behave so irresponsibly, and they feel no remorse over the things that they do and say is like, he's got reach right like th- this ad and this thing is is really important to like a lot of young people out there younger people out there, and it makes me mad that like you're basically co-signing that kind of humor to those kind of to those you know impressionable minds so they're going to grow up thinking it's okay to make fun of people that uh dress this way or behave this way or like or whatever it's just like it's a slap in the face to a large group of people out there who already like you know are being fucking shit on all the time and it's just it's bullshit i think that like let's let's go giggle at these people right right, right. yeah it's just corny yeah it's super corny it sounds super corny pick a four for your mistake uh, matter of fact, yeah, just pick a four yeah, and you lose just, a turn. Yeah, you just go yeah, away. Yeah, or just go away, please. <laughs> um, all right, and, our, and on this last story, uh, the not really a story, but they've officially released the uh, the date for No Man's Sky Beyond. It's like the fourteenth, right? Uh, the fourteenth, yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, the fourteenth. So I'm. Uh, how excited are you from uh, one to excited? You no, know, I gotta check it out. Um, I'm probably ecstatic from one to excited. Wow. Yeah, it's like a high nine. It's a good. This game is just going to get better and better, man. That's crazy, man. But this is, this is mostly about VR stuff, right? Um, yeah, but I also think that, like, finally, I think they're also expanding on some other things. Uh, but, yeah, it's, so they're also, yeah, bringing a radical new social and multiplayer experiences, which empowers players everywhere in the universe. 
to meet and play together. So they're really tweaking, I, I believe, the multiplayer side of things. And the, the the trailer, it's a brief trailer, but you can see a bunch of ships like docked, That's like cool. a bunch of ships. So maybe they're up, and maybe they're like increasing the player count for rooms or whatever, or like I don't know. If, I don't know what to. I don't know what to expect. I'm super excited to find that, get that trailer. Can't wait to jump in. Oh my god! I, I didn't play the last one, but no. Um. <sighs> you played Beyond. I mean, or um, next. Played next. No, I played. We next. played. Never next. mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I lied. We got. We we died on the planet together. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Let's just jump into questions for the week. If you have any questions, questions for us, please feel free to send an email directly to us at questions at d-optional.com. We would love to hear from you, or you can drop them into our questions channel in our Discord, or if you're brave enough, take a trip to the questions chamber using the Anchor app on your phone and record us a voice message. So our first question comes from Manny. Shout out to Manny. It's been a minute. What up, Manny? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a two-parter, or maybe it's a, it's a one or the other. So um, I believe it's like, which one do you prefer? One, coming across an artist slash band that you grow to love and discover uh, discover that they have tons of albums and no longer play live, meaning that you miss the wave. Or two, coming across an artist slash band that you grow to love and they have maybe one album and a couple of singles and they play live shows? Uh, the second one. I love finding out where yeah. like they only have maybe an EP out or yeah, like yeah. just a bunch of Lucy's out. And you can see them in a small I venue. I love that fucking, that feeling of yeah, like, dude. yes, I'm in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if they're like, there have been a couple bands uh, that like, you know, like my girlfriend's got me into or like shout out to Julius my friend Julius he's put me on a couple bands and stuff and like especially if they're from like out of town mm-hmm. and by out of town I mean like Taiwan or some shit and they're <laughs> like yo they're coming to New York because we saw this band um, they, they came to New York uh, a while ago and uh, we were like pumped to see them and like it was like a small venue it was really intimate we were like in the crowd and it was like super fucking dope they like killed it um, I'm, I'm gonna look up their name in a second but um, yeah I remember um I much prefer that sort of thing where you, you can get like buy their vinyl at the end of the show, maybe get a yeah, shirt or a right. hat or whatever. Like I like that kind of stuff, but I, I do also love knowing the like, Oh, I've never listened to this band, but it's, it is kind of cool um, to then see who they've influenced. So like you might, you might've missed that their particular wave, but you don't necessarily miss the ripples. So you see like the new wave of like the bands that they've influenced, which is, which I, which I also really, really like. That's a good question. Yeah. Word. Um, I'm gonna look up the band name later. Maybe I'll throw it in the Discord. But it's it's a really cool like sort of math rock style band that uh, they're from Taiwan. They're really cool. Um, all right, cool. So we have some questions from the question chamber. Our first one comes from uh, Damon. So uh, Damon, please take your place at the podium and rise, rise from your grave. <laughs> what up, optional? What up, Paul? What up, Cam? Yo, it's Damon. We can pretty much all agree that the game industry's got to change. So I'm wondering what thing about the game industry would you guys change? Personally, I would get rid of crunch. Wholly unnecessary. People work ungodly hours to put a product out. And sometimes, even though crunch was a part of the process, you get things like Anthem or Fallout 76, which we can both, we can all agree, I would imagine, those were subpar products when they came out. Anthem arguably probably still is. Fallout 76 has seen uh, a bit of a resurgence. Crunch doesn't seem necessary. There are plenty of games for us to play, and if we have to wait a little longer for a game to come out, I think that's cool. How would you guys change the game industry? Wow. That's, that's good. 
Also, your voice is incredible. Yeah, bro. yeah. Without the chamber, it's like <laughs> we don't even need a chamber. <laughs> we'll meet you outside, bro. <laughs> the council has heard your <laughs> question. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think I'm similar in, in your aspect. Uh, I, I think I would focus more about like the labor behind it, and just you know, I would change it so that everybody has more like unions to go around, and yeah. that these people are not like disposable, almost. You know, right, making right. these games because. Not only just crunch, but just like the fact that they put their hard earned money, I mean, work and time and their art into it, and then they just get the axe. I mean, uh, Hassan Minaj talked about it briefly on his show, but like they put on all this work, they can't afford to pay these people, and then they throw them away when the game comes out, and then they get all these profits to share amongst the, the higher ups. And it's just like, it's fucked it's up, man. Fucked up. You see that Tim Sweeney. MTV Cribs episode. God damn, I never saw that I mean, before. That was so cringy. The like slow mo of him jumping on a beanbag and shit it had me crying. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would change that, and yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe the social aspect of of games. Um, just giving like, I mean, I, I don't want to be this guy, but like, the, the, we in um in Splatoon they had the the last Splatfest was Chaos versus Order, and I feel like there's a lot of chaos right now. Word. Where like, yes, I think everybody should have a voice, but I think the ones that are being highlighted are the wrong ones. Oh my god! So I think there's like an order that needs to be injected. Uh, that was you stole my answer. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I know, Pete. That's cool. I'm sorry to blow your your eardrums. Sorry, out. listeners. Um, but yeah, my bad. Um, so yeah, I, I would change that aspect of it. it's like, yeah. I don't know, just flip the tides almost. Yeah, I think I think Damon really highlights the main problem here. Right. It's like. Workers' rights, labor rights, for sure. Like, also, like, pay inequality. Like, that's bullshit. There's no way that y'all, y'all are cutting this many jobs and your CEO's still getting, like, $15 million bonuses or whatever. Like, that's absurd. Um, right. So, unionize, unionize, unionize. Um, can't say it enough. But, yeah, my other thing would be, like, I wish... This is more on the, you know, public-facing side and more on the consume, consumer side of things, but I do think that... I mean, here's another thing. I, I So maybe I'll add an extra one at the end of this one, but a bonus change that I wish I could just sort of rub a genie lamp and change. Uh, like, you, like Cam said, I wish, like, platforms like Twitch, YouTube would take the necessary steps in, you know, not promoting, not linking to, changing the algorithms for, rewarding the platforms that are not doing problematic shit like PewDiePie mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, you can you can you can name whoever like all these. I wish that I know it's really hard to moderate all this content, but there are so many targeted harassment campaigns and videos and and bullshit. Um, you know, brainwashing uh, videos that go online that are just literally like twenty minute screen recorded scrolling through the article videos of like this is why Kotaku got this wrong. This is why they're stupid or whatever. Like. I mean, it's one thing to disagree. It's one thing to be constructive. It's another thing to be harmful and like really, really um, dangerous in a lot of ways. Where I wish those creators, content creators, weren't as rewarded for creating this bullshit. So like you see these these videos getting tons of views, and as a result, they're you know they're being rewarded for it monetarily or or you know in like other ways and other sort of, you know, equally as damaging ways. Um, so that, that I would love to change. I would love to see like less doctor disrespects, more of, uh, oh, I forget her name. The one that like does the multi-camera setup. 
yeah, yeah. She's um, great. It's Paladin yeah, Amber. Yeah, Paladin something. Yeah. Uh, she's great. I want to see more people like that. I want to see you know more people that are like spreading love and positivity and and yeah, constructive it, conversations. It's like it's not, it's not even like we're not even asking for people to be like politically conscious. It's just like don't be problematic. Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, like the one the one thing I would want to change and inject into the people and, and and gamers everywhere is like, hey, be more fucking empathetic. Right. Yeah. Like stop being stop being so flippant about this thing has insulted somebody, but like, oh, but you're the one that's, that's the problem. You're the one that's insulted. So it's on you. And it's like, I wish that we would stop rewarding those kinds of attitudes and those mentalities. And I wish we would highlight people who are doing good work and people who are doing great work and, and, you know, stop. And it's hard because a lot of this stuff is like legit. Um, it's business, right? Like, I'm sure these YouTubers and Twitch streamers make a lot of money for those companies. Oh, absolutely. And there's less of an incentive for them to want to take action immediately. So, like, again, these are all assumptions, but they're pretty, you know, pretty easy assumptions to be made. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see, I would love to see, have seen or to see less of that. Um, as much as I, you know, optimistically say the pendulum is swinging the other way, who knows? Yeah, um, we don't know. We'll never know for sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll never know for sure. And I just, I just, I want there to be more. Again, I'm, I'm still a champion for uh, inclusivity and and more diverse people in the room. Not only in the room, but in leadership positions. Um, uh, I don't want to see um, the same shit we've been seeing for a while. I want to see more people in leadership positions making making the decisions that would, you know, catch things like that ninja joke or you know, um, I don't know, someone at a game company being like, mm, maybe we shouldn't include that thing about Bolivia. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't write yeah. this whole game around Bolivia. So, you know, like that, I would love to see more of for sure, because it, it, you know, inclusivity, diversity really does make a difference. It really does make a huge helpful difference. Um, and it makes the industry better, right? It makes it less of a place that's more welcoming to, in the, in the Hassan uh, Minhaj episode for Patriot Act, he talks about how like, there was I forgot who said it, but they were like, "This is infringing upon one of the last bastions for, <laughs> for white men, for white teens, white teens. for white males, or whatever." Oh. And it was like, "He's like, why are you treating them like they're like endangered sea turtles, or whatever?" <laughs> like, it's bullshit, right? And and that's how and that's the mentality of a lot of gamers is that like it's their safe haven, it's their last bastion of like, you know, their last, you know, stronghold. And that's bullshit, man. Like, the, it's like it's proven again and again. Like, the more you include people from different backgrounds and, and walks of life, the better a thing becomes. And you know, you can look at Evo as one one clear example of that. Like, look at the top two finalists for these things, and look at the people in the crowd, and look at like you know, sure, it has its problematic elements for damn sure. Oh, but yeah. but you know, like it's definitely a step in the right direction in a lot of ways. And um, so I want to see more of that. The other, the other quick thing I want to see is um. There is such a business and industry. There's actually a, a documentary I want to watch about like data. I forget what it's called, but it's about like data hack. Data hack is that what it's called? Something you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I saw the trailer. I didn't, for I didn't it. watch it. Yeah, me neither. My girl was like, "You got to watch that." I was like, "I don't watch." Oh uh, yeah, I'm so afraid. Scary. I'm afraid to watch it, but I also like need to watch that because yeah. it brings into a lot of uh, things into light, which is like we live in such interesting times where things are like very loosely regulated because we just don't know how to deal with them yet, right? Mm-hmm. Or we kind of do, and we're kind of pushing for those things. I mean. Uh, you know, anyway, um, so like microtransactions, loot boxes, uh, basically introducing addictive gambling um, habits to, again, impressionable minds at early ages. That's that's worrisome. I, I would love to see some sort of, and it's it's interesting because like 
that documentary goes into, at least from the trailer, from what I could tell, this like shadow industry of like people that are dealing with people's data and how that works and like how data has become more now, now more profitable and more valuable than like oil and like other things. And it's like people's personal data, right? And how easy it is, this again, putting my tinfoil dad hat on, like what how easy it is for people to be manipulated and how easy it is to just completely influence things like an election or, or whatever. Right. So my fear is of like, well, the thing I would love to see change is like maybe more of a responsible, not necessarily like a legal, you know, obligated obligation type of thing, but like more just like, and it's hard to, it's hard to envision this coming from, you know, major corporations, but it'll probably, it'll never happen. But just people, again, people not taking advantage of people and then right. people being more responsible with the things that they put out there and like you know just be just be fucking good people man like stop being stop being dicks <laughs> <laughs> i never get that tattooed yeah stop being dicks stop all right being dick. uh our next question comes from sam please take your place please on the move podium. up in line <laughs> hey guys it's sam I just woke up, so of course my question is about dreams. Now, when I've been playing a game a lot, uh, it'll start showing up in my dreams. Usually for me, uh, it's Apex Legends, and it involves me being super badass with a Mozambique. So I'm wondering, does this happen to you all? Does, do video games show up in your dreams? And what is the weirdest or best video game dream that you've had? Thanks, talk to you later. Video game dreams. Uh, I have very vivid dreams. Uh, I have lucid dreams a lot, um, but video games rarely pop up in them. Hmm. But the most like theme thing that comes up is like skateboarding and soccer. Whoa! All the time, and I'm really good at both of those in my dreams. And in life, I'm bad at those. <laughs> in my like in just in real life, but I love playing. You know, I like doing both of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just. That's the only things that pop up. So I guess that is, it's kind of like a video game where I like, yeah. I'm very focused on doing a thing in my dream. I'm like, it's like a skate or something like that. Maybe I am thinking of skate. Maybe. It could be. Yo, bring Who skate knows? back. Skate. Cowards. Oh, you fucking skate cowards. Skate do it. <sighs> what happened to that other skate game that was coming out? I don't know. They showed it like two E3s ago and yeah. they were like, they just yeah. ghosted like, on no, us. Never mind. They <laughs> never want skate mind. four. Yeah. Like they sued us. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they they don't want this one. They want Skate Four. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing that ever comes to mind is uh, so. First of all, I never remember my dreams. Oh man, never remember my dreams. That's horrible. It sucks. Um, but um, the ones that I do remember, especially being video game related, all pretty much focus around. Um, I mean, I've had a couple Silent Hill dreams, nightmares. That's terrible. Pyramid Head chasing me. Um, not fun. On the other side of things, I've had Tetris dreams. So the Tetris effect is real. Um, it happens. And if I see a tiled wall, your boy's playing Tetris <laughs> in my head. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't have a lot of dreams in general, so I don't really have a lot of video game dreams as a result, but it, dreams it are sucks. dope, man. Dreams are great. Also, I want to play dreams on PS4. When does that come out? Yeah. That's where I thought this question, question was. was? Yeah. No, I don't know. It's about real dreams, bro. All right. And then our last question comes from Chase. Please take your place on the podium. <clears throat> Hello? It's a, uh, it's Chase. What's your favorite voice acting in a video game, or what do you think is some of the best? Uh, for me, recent examples I can remember. I loved Portal, Portal Two, um, because it's just one person carrying on a quote conversation. 
but I also loved Firewatch, which was a game that was all about conversation, where you don't meet in person. So it, all the characterization really relied on those voices. It was good stuff. All right, thanks. Oh, wait, and uh, y'all validate? <laughs> good question, Chase. No, we don't. We validate. do not. <laughs> <laughs> but please uh, take the, accept this uh, one-way metro card yeah that's just paper man yeah please swipe it correctly on the first try or else <laughs> don't get it wet <laughs> you're just gonna get that ticket jump in the turnstile um let's see voice i mean I, I love really bad voice acting oh wow like like what i like when they localize games uh for american audiences or english audiences and uh like shinmu sticks out oh my god do you know landy <laughs> What is it? Do you know where I can find some sailors? <laughs> I'm looking for some sailors. <laughs> do you know the four Wu do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I love stuff like that. Um, good ones, man. Um, I remember the Mark of Cree had some good voice acting. That was real scary for me when I was a kid. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, I remember that being like, oh, that that's this God sounds awesome. <laughs> Good God, good voice. God voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my my the first thing that come to mind are like games that haven't been localized. Mm. So, oh, well, at least like dubbed. Um, I love the Yakuza series. I love how they deliver those lines because they they go from like really intense like yelling matches to like really cheesy like soap opera like with the organ in the background and he's like sitting down with this like young boy about being like you know you don't need video games to be happy or whatever like really like meta shit so i love the yakuza series for sure for that i still haven't played um judgment judge eyes yeah i still haven't played judge yeah judgment yeah um i still played judgment Uh, i want to get around to it but um i'm trying to think of other things i i uh metal gear metal gear um, I mean, Uncharted has great voice acting, voice See, like, performance capture. The thing is about those games that like that do the visual stuff well too, because you can't really tell. Yeah, it's like, am I being tricked? Because I thought about that too, and I was like, Last of Us definitely st- stood out oh in my, my mind. God, but yeah. again, it's like it looked great as well. No, so but I'm it's one- like it's performance though. It is. Yeah, yeah. But it's not just the voice that I'm. Yeah, that's you know true. what I'm saying. I'm taking all of it in. Like if right, if right. Shinmu had really good voice acting, I would be able to tell. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Because even Chase's examples were good. Because it's like like Firewatch, Firewatch right. is a great that example. That was like, damn, that's a great example. Yeah, I can't think of a game that I like. Or even Portal, it's like you're yeah. they're robots, so you don't really see their like facial. So you're not even yeah. like distracted by the performance, right? As a whole. Right, you're listening to more of the. Uh, yeah, it's like a radio play. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that those are good. Exa- I can't. I mean, I can't. I mean, the other thing I was thinking was like until dawn, but it's the same thing. It's like it's more of like a performance of thing. But I, I do think I will give a quick shout out to Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I do think that game has really good voice acting. It's very much anime, like you know. I like how style. they say their names when they're about to kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I do like the way that they've handled that, but. Yeah, I can't think of anything where it's like not you don't see their faces or you don't see their performance, um, but it makes me makes me. But yeah, like Firewatch is a great example. Those are two games I played. Portal, was, Portal, Portal Two, was great examples. Um, What's another one? Yeah, good examples though. Oh, I um, Lamar from Grand Theft Auto Five. That guy did an amazing job. He was Franklin's best friend. Yeah, what's his real name though? 
Uh, Slink Johnson. Slink Johnson, yeah. That yeah. guy just killed that performance as yeah, a whole. But like good. his voice acting was just like, oh, he stole every scene. Yeah. It's like, that's so good. Yeah, that's, that's a good That choice. stands out like pretty heavy for me. For sure. He needs I kind of want to revisit that game. Yeah. Like the story. Um. All right, cool. So uh, jumping into Feeling It. Th- thanks for those questions, by the yeah, way. Yeah, those, those, were, those were great. Incredible. Um, jumping into Feeling It. Feeling is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. Um. I have, I thought I had, oh, my other one was going to be the Patriot Act episode, but we already mentioned that. Oh, my bad. No, no, no. It's okay. I was going to make it a dubla, but now it's just it's just, just a singla. A singla. Uh, what you got? Um, yeah, so mine uh, was kind of like two things. It was like a feeling, because uh, I'm feeling it, and then, and then it was uh, an, it. an actual it. <laughs> um, so my, my feeling, so this week I, I took some time off from work, and just like kind of life in general, like responsibility, I should say. Um, and I just like took some time off just to get some mental stability. Uh, and I hadn't felt this way in a very long time. It kind of just snuck up on me, but I just, you know, just being as transparent as I can with you guys, it was like, I was just had a rough time. Yeah. It was weird. It wasn't even about anything. Like I couldn't pinpoint what was wrong. Uh, but I just knew I couldn't be at work and I couldn't do a social thing. I just wanted to be by myself, but I didn't want to just like wallow, you know? Right. Right. Uh, so I like. I clean, took off from work, cleaned the crib, played with the cat a little bit, you nice, know. Nice, And then I went out into the city because I live in Brooklyn. Uh, I went out into the city, which is like people who live out in the boroughs, we don't like going into Manhattan. Not That's if just I have a to. Yeah. yeah not <laughs> if I have we to. work there and sometimes we do things After there. After work. Yeah. And then we go. <laughs> Maybe home. we go shopping there sometimes. Right, right. But we try to avoid Manhattan as much as possible. Yeah. Um, shout out to Hell's Kitchen uh, and all those people that live there. In the Lower East Side, Word. and all my gangsters. No, um, <laughs> shout out to Harlem. <laughs> shout out to Harlem, <laughs> Uptown. Where you at? Um, yeah, no. But so I, I went out, um, and I was like in the Chelsea area, and I was just like walking the High Line, which is a park out here. Great park. Um, for people who don't live here, and it's like on an old um, elevated rail line. If you come um, to New York, go to the High Line. Yeah, it's one of the great free parks that we have out, and it has a lot of good art and stuff like that. But in that whole area, is a bunch of art galleries and stuff. And I had just gotten down like to like Tenth Avenue, and I was just walking around. And I saw people go behind like this building, like in a, in an alleyway, which is really rare in <laughs> in uh, New York that we don't have alleyways. Yeah. But I saw them walk back there, and it was like a gallery symbol. So I was just like, "Let me follow these white people." <laughs> <laughs> they look they, they look What's friendly. The worst yeah, I could it was the worst yeah, I got. Yeah. They look friendly. Um, I wasn't gonna get midsummered. Um, spoiler <laughs> alert! You walk into a, a MAGA rally, you're like fuck, <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah, so I go back there, and it was like an art gallery. This huge, just contemporary art was just in this nice, like. Also, it, it helped that it was like AC. Yeah, and I was just like nice and cool. AC, it was like dog. a lady just sitting there on her computer, didn't say a word. And then I, uh, I look up, and um, the people had left, and I was the only one in the in this big ass gallery, and I just started looking at art and. That's some really weird, cool shit, and I don't know yeah. how to feel about like contemporary art a lot. Like, I, I'm not like an art buff, mm. so I don't, I don't know how it's supposed to like how you're supposed to like interpret a lot of things. Um, but some of it I like really d- dug. I like more straightforward like art pieces and like you know things that are more tactile, um, textile and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so you like more like um, installations and installations yeah, 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 yeah. and. I get that. I don't know. Things that I can like see and know what, what it is. Not necessarily what the intent is, but sure, like sure. I know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's also like... No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. But um, yeah. So like, there, like for instance, there was this one in the first gallery I went into. There was this like big canvas and it was just black paint on it. Like 
black paint and it had like kind of like a shade of white and a shade of blue at the bottom and the piece was just called cloud and i was like oh shit i get it <laughs> no but like before i even read it i was like i was attracted to this big ass black painting yeah and i was like what the fuck why is that making me feel that way yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and it was just weird it was like oh man i like it yeah um and i read it and read about the artist you know you just take a picture of the artist's name and it's just maybe one day i'll look him up and stuff like that but then i just like left that place and i went into the next gallery yeah and i just kept doing that down the block and then i yeah. went down the next block like i did that all day yeah literally and it was cool, and I, I came across some really cool shit, man. Yeah, I yeah, came yeah. across this one guy. He works with wood and, like, um, plaster and stuff. And he just took this space and just turned out. I'll, I'll show you later, but it's incredible. I was like, what the fuck? That's awesome. Yeah, that's, like, one of the cool things about, especially this city and even, like, any other major city. I'm sure even smaller cities yeah, probably have their own definitely do. galleries. Yeah, because it's, like, it's one thing that you can do for free, especially if you're just, like, if, like you said, if you need a day to just walk around, get some fresh air, but also like get some inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like part of the fun of those galleries is just like seeing what you react to. Like, you're not going to love everything, but you're going to like walk in and then, like you said, just be magnetized and be attracted to specific things that like speak to you. And I don't think you like, I, I think it's really cool to just go out and do that and then see first how like absorb it process it and then read about it afterwards if they happen to have a blurb or whatever yeah. that's kind of cool but i do think like part of the fun is to just like make of it what you will and how how you interpret it right. and, like because like i think art is one of those things any any sort of creative work is, is this sort of thing that you put out there and they're like children you 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 they go out and once they're out of your hands like that then they take on a life of their own mm-hmm. and people will react to things in different ways and you'll you'll find out things about what you said that you didn't even intend to say or like you'll they'll interpret it in ways that you were like oh wow that's interesting i never even thought about that yeah like i saw one this guy had a, a painting of a sombrero a red sombrero and it said like perpetual foreigner and it like it was called maga oh and it was dope wow. like it was just like oh shit it yeah just felt like whoa that's interesting it's a lot of that that installation was really cool. It had a lot of like cultural pieces in there, but that's cool. Really good. Yeah, stuff. when I when I was in, I mean, this wasn't um, this was a museum, but when I was in LA, I went to the LACMA, which mm-hmm. is like a beautiful, probably one of my favorite museums I've been to. Um, and my girlfriend told me to like, oh yeah, make sure this time you go because last time we went, uh, the first time we went to LA, we didn't have we barely had any time to do anything because right. of E three, and we were also there for like a pretty short time. Um, but this time I I made sure that i was gonna have like three extra days to like really just do shit on my own like you did this past week in cla yeah, yeah and and lacma was I, the it's a la county museum of art um it was incredible like I, I saw things in there in that museum that like really impacted me in ways that i wasn't prepared for like, I, I watched like hour-long you know digital i mean video piece that that blew me away that like compl- i like walked away like holy shit this it really like shifted my focus on and my perspective on a lot of things and I saw installations. I think that's also probably one of my favorite things too, are like seeing actual large installations that you can walk around and you can like see from different, literally different perspectives. Um, so yeah, I would say like make time to like support the arts, man. Like go out there, even even if you're just going and, and looking at it, like that's you showing some love. And yeah. like, and you know, I'm sure they really respect if you post an IG video and you say where it is or like, even if you don't, if you talk about it on a podcast that you happen to have or whatever, like it's cool. I'm, I'm a big you know, I'm obviously a big supporter of supporting the arts, so that's cool. I'm glad that you that you got a chance to do that. Yeah, man. The, and also, the Chelsea galleries are they're also usually pretty fucking good. Great, so, yeah, great stuff. Cool. And you're a walk away from uh, 
strip clubs. What the hell is it called? A lot yeah. of stri- uh, <laughs> what, pumps. P- pumps or what's the other one that like one of our friends used to live like across? Like, oh yeah, the block, what was that one called? Like, down the block from yeah, whatever that I one was that. called. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just joking, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so mine is um very. I, I mentioned at the top of the show, but um, I've I've been making slowly making my way through JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I finally finished the third season. I want to say it's called. It's a. I mean, if you if you consider it a season, it's a long season. Serious? Um, yeah. But what is it like? Forty eight episodes. What? Yeah, it's forty eight episodes for that season. For twenty two minute episodes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And, I, and I'm not gonna lie, a lot of it, in my opinion, was a little bit of a chore. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's um, so like the the basic premise of this one, at least for like the the two-thirds of it really is like all right we have to get to a place that's where the guy we want to fight is and we have to get there so the whole thing is like a road trip and it becomes monster of the week and new guy new ability new way to fight him but every time it's it's still entertaining to watch it's still fun to watch this like this really operatic um play unfold where like you're seeing these really outlandish over the top extremely exaggerated really proportioned humans a fight with like these special abilities and these special things called stands that they have like they're like all, all kind of almost like these like spirits that fight each other and they're only visible to people who have stands like the everyday person can't see them so they really play with that idea a lot and mm-hmm. they really like squeeze every ounce of juice out of it in in ways that never feel boring or like uh, some of them were like not my favorite but there are obviously some that were like so good like one of my favorites is this one this is one gambler type of dude who um he uh he gambles with people and then if you lose to him he takes your soul and he puts it in a coin like a chip oh, <laughs> he has a book of like souls that he's collected and this is really cool like interplay between him and the other characters where they're like betting and like it becomes a really cool way to to gamify that episode and show how like why gambling is cool right like the like the basic premise of like bluffing like mm. it, it really like leans into it and exaggerates it in a way that's like so intense and you believe it the whole way you're like wow this is really really cool it's really believable but it's so entertaining and jojo for those who don't know it's like uh well, i was a bar it, it's a generational story where like it starts off with the what is it, like the great great grandfather or whatever and then it like each season afterwards is like then the next generation, generation. basically um and it's really cool because you see how things sort of carry through and like thread through and um you see the evolution too of like the writing and like even the art style and like um different um like plot mechanics and plot devices and it's like nothing you've ever seen it, it's it's a lot of like it's a lot of so it, to that extent it, i think it takes a lot of getting used to for sure um so i would say keep an open mind like keep an extremely open mind watch it and it really is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Like it's 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 incredible. I feel like I know more about JoJo now than I ever even knew about, like, just online. Like yeah. it's part of the culture now. Yeah, it's, yeah. You see so, so many good. memes around it. Hey, <laughs> my cat just joined us. Um, What's up? Yeah, no. So I, I would I, I love it. it. It's so good. Now I'm on the next chapter, which is uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, um, which also features a character who was in the previous season, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> My cat is just like chilling on the couch with Cam. Um, we should get her a mic next week. Oh yeah, for sure. She might uh, meow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's really good. I recommend that. I've been watching it on Crunchyroll. I'm sure there are other ways to watch it. Hopefully, legally. I just canceled my Crunchyroll. 
Uh, oh, it's on Netflix too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the first season is on Netflix at least. Or the first two seasons are on Netflix. So um, check it out. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's awesome. Um, all right, cool. So before we wrap up the show, how can the people find you online? Hmm. Huh. Right the there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Mick Mill run around. There goes Cam. Yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, don't ride your. Don't do wheelies in the street. It's dangerous. And you'll go to jail. Um, and also, don't splash cops anymore because they're, oh they're making it uh, a fucking fireable. I'm mean, not fireable. Uh, arrestable offense, which is just the softest thing I've ever. <laughs> so soft. Yeah, NYPD. Oh, soft. Soft. Uh, anyway, uh, you can catch me on the internet at CappyCantLose, C A P I C A N T L O S E, on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. Uh, I haven't been posting a lot, but I'm here. He what about here. you, man? Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at PolyMayo, P O L I M as in Mario, A Y O. Um, yeah, talk to me. I'll talk back. Also, check out. Uh, my videos on Kotaku show us some love on YouTube yeah. even if it's uh, you know so viewpoints back viewpoints is back yeah tentatively I'm trying to do another one this week so we're trying to do it every Friday so stay tuned youtube.com slash Kotaku um, alright cool so thank you so much for listening this week we really appreciate it if you have any questions email them to questions at v-optional.com please subscribe or on iTunes Google Play Stitcher Anchor and Spotify if you could take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts whatever it's called please do that it really helps to spread the word um if you like the show and want to show your support even more you can head over to our anchor profile at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast so we can donate as low as a dollar a month um really helps us you know get some change for some better equipment maybe a, I don't know maybe a nicer chair for cam or something maybe a nice stand for cam um yeah just because you know we need some we need some help here um yeah. our home page is the optional podcast.com that's where you can find the show share with your friends as always, we can uh, be reached at facebook.com slash theoptionalnyc or twitter at theoptionalnyc. And our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. Up, Levi, you can find him on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K. So until next time, everyone. Deuces. Peace.